The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? Did we not drive out demons in your name? Did we not do mighty deeds in your name? Then I will declare to them solemnly, I never knew you. Depart from me, you evildoers. Everyone who listens to these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on rock. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and buffeted the house, but it did not collapse. It had been set solidly on rock. And everyone who listens to these words of mine but does not act on them will be like a fool who built his house on sand. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and buffeted the house, and it collapsed and was completely ruined. When Jesus finished these words, the crowds were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as their scribes. The Gospel of the Lord. morning. morning. Well, we have a little daily mass homily, and I'm going to do something you probably shouldn't do at a daily mass homily, try to conquer a huge topic, which is the topic in the readings today is, you know, how does one uh, live their life? That's a big question. (laughs) How, how, How do we live life? But in such a way that we will make it to heaven that we will get in the gates, the pearly gates, when we die, that we'll be on God's good list, that we'll, quote-unquote, make it, that we'll be saved, that we'll not go to hell. Okay, it's an important question, right? Like, we want to know, right? We want to know, like, what what am I supposed to be doing here? And um, if you want to know the answer to that question, you just have to look to Twitter, there's all these Twitter wars where people are arguing over theology, classic, you know, Catholic versus Protestant, you know, faith alone, grace alone, or is it faith and good works and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's, it's kind of funny. Twitter is just like completely the wrong place to argue theology because you can only do 140 characters, which includes the spaces, you know. It's like when we're dealing with uh, the mysteries of God, you're dealing with something that's both simple and complex at the same time, right? That's how you know you're dealing with things of God. So um, if you look at the four Gospels and you look at the letters of St. Paul, the letters of St. Peter, the letters of St. John, you know, all of these things together, that this topic of how to live your life in such a way that, you know, you will be acceptable and pleasing to God, you'll make it into heaven, you'll avoid hell, um, it's both complex and simple. Um, so, uh, so what can I say about that? What I would like to, to narrow in on would be the interplay between theology and psychology. Okay, what do I mean by that? So if you were to do a little study on salvation, as it's kind of talked about in the New Testament, you know, it, you would see that it's a multifaceted kind of reality. 
that on the one hand, uh, there is a such thing as right and wrong, good and evil. We will be judged by God. We will give an account to him with how we live our life. So what we do matters, you know. And uh, there are things that we're being told to do, which is uh, to live lives that are, are loving, but the word love needs some explanation, you know. And uh, there are things that we're supposed to avoid. If you do these things, you, you won't make it to heaven, you know. So uh, there's things that you're supposed to do, and if you don't do it, you won't make it to heaven. So Jesus says, I was hungry, you did not feed me. I was naked, you did not clothe me. Bye-bye. You know, get in the elevator, go down. Okay, heaven and hell. Um, so uh, if you look at all of these things, you know, it could start to feel a little bit kind of complex and, and uh, you know, you start to uh, wonder about it. And uh, when you're dealing with uh, such a deep and important topic, um, one of the a piece that you need to be aware of is the psychology of your own struggles. What do I mean by that? Well, I think what we know of the lives of some of the Protestant reformers, like Martin Luther, uh, a lot of his theology kind of came out of his own personal struggles. So what we know of him, he had a terrible case of um, scrupulosity. He dealt with a lot of fear. And, you know, this kind of, you know, worrying whether or not I'm doing things perfectly or doing things right and whether or not God is going to reject me. And uh, his way out of that psychological struggle was this kind of extreme theology of like, what I do really doesn't matter. It's by God's grace alone. It's faith alone. And, and, it, and you could see how that uh, extreme kind of position that he took was connected to his own psychological struggles. So there, there will be people who, who struggle with low self-esteem, they struggle with self-hatred, maybe struggle with scrupulosity, maybe struggle with like worry and fear, just on the level of just psychology. And you could see how uh, if you're that type of person, uh, an emphasis on the love, the mercy, you know, that God's patience, his, you know, his tenderness, like, could be really, really helpful and attractive. And then, um, but if you have a person who's kind of like, hey, anything goes, and, you know, uh, I can, you know, people are kind of somewhat allergic to authority or rules or, you know, and there's like a spirit of rebellion there, and, you know, uh, kind of like, well, you know, God is love and God understands, so therefore, basically, we can all do whatever we want and it doesn't really matter. And there's a lot of people like that out there. Well, you can see how that person, whatever's going on psychologically for them, like what they've been through, uh, the message of the gospel that uh, talks about, no, 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 you know, like, it's not anything goes. There is such thing as right and wrong, good and evil, and, you know, you can you know, go to hell for the life of sin, which, uh, yeah, sin still does exist, you know, that aspect of the theology could be really helpful for them. So, like, the, where you're coming from, what your own personal struggles are, um, yeah, will uh, be a part of this question of how do I make it to heaven? How do I become saved? Um, 
I think uh, the best way to explain this reality is a little bumper sticker slogan, which I, I once heard, that the gospel of Jesus Christ is here to comfort the afflicted and to afflict the comfortable. That kind of captures it, huh? That, you know, yes, God is love. Yes, God loves everyone. He accepts everyone. Jesus says, I will reject nobody who comes to me. Um, isn't that amazing? Isn't it beautiful? And we have this year of mercy, and everybody's talking mercy, 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 mercy. But uh, if it's easy for that message of mercy to become a little murky, you know, because his love, his mercy, his forgiveness, his, the fact that he accepts and loves everybody doesn't mean that now anything goes and don't worry about it. Um, even in the letters of St. Paul, he wrestled with that question, right? In Romans, he's like, this love, this grace, this mercy, the, the, you know, versus the, the legalism of, of the Jewish faith at the time. But does that mean that anything goes? Should we lose, use the freedom we have in Christ as uh, an excuse to sin and do whatever we want? So even in the letters of St. Paul, he's wrestling with that. And of course, he answers, by no means, you know, even though we're sin abounded, grace abounds all the more. That doesn't mean let us sin more and more and more, which some of the Protestant reformers did say that. But it's complex and simple at the same time. You know, this love, this mercy, this forgiveness, but not in such a way that now anything goes, right? And uh, so we wrestle with that, don't we? Each one of us, we wrestle with that to know that we are accepted and pleasing to God and that he loves us. But then also that when we do sin, we have to name it and claim it for what it is and to be humble and to repent and to say, Lord, I'm sorry, and to know that when we do that, we approach the throne of grace with confidence because of Jesus, we are forgiven. But sin is still sin. And see, I think that's a big issue nowadays is that people don't believe that sin is sin. And so they don't really repent of what they've done wrong because they're like, what do I need to repent of? So when we sin, it's not that God rejects us. It's actually that we reject God. You know, and that's what the souls in hell have done. You know, you live a life in such a way that you've rejected God. You've, you know, given yourself over to sin. You die in that state, state of mortal sin. You, uh, God will honor the choice that you made, right? This radical notion that he's given us our freedom. But because of our freedom, we will receive merit when we cooperate with his grace. And we will receive punishment when we reject his grace. All of these things kind of hold together. So what does that mean for us here this morning? Well, it just means that wherever you are, whatever your struggles are, whatever, you know, your own difficulties, that the Lord is there. He loves us. He accepts us. He welcomes us. He invites us. But we have to um, be humble. We have to, you know, have hearts that are open to his love and mercy. And then also we have to make efforts to cooperate with the mercy by being merciful to others, right? There's that frightening phrase in the Our Father, forgive us as we forgive others. You know, it's a little two-letter word. It's like a two-edged sword, you know, as. If you don't forgive others, the Father won't forgive you, I-F. Another little two-letter word, you know, um, so it matters. It matters what we do 
our, uh, this gift of life we've received, the choices we make, uh, cooperating with his grace, uh, having confidence, but also knowing that salvation is something that he won for us on the cross. It's something that's ongoing, it's happening, and it's something that will happen when we die. Uh, and uh, so let's pray for the grace to be at peace, to know his love, his mercy, but to be humble and to make efforts to, to make good use of the time that we have. Amen.